the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sammy Hagar, little Vic Johnson. It's the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got some craft beer guests going to be joining me this hour and usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Algatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. And, of course, via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. We'll get to the guests in a moment. A little bit of uh, Sammy Hagar and Vic Johnson, as I said, to start off the program. A little acoustic rock there. Uh, that is called One Sip. Uh, that is off his uh, Little Roast album. And uh, actually, that's the kind of tagline that Sammy has for his beach bar rum. One sip and you'll surrender. I've had his rum. It's excellent. Uh, a really good sipping rum. It's great in mojitos, uh, rum and cokes. Uh, and anything you want to put, uh, you know, rum into uh, when you're making your uh, cocktails, uh, as it were. But uh, good stuff from Sammy Hagar. But very excited. Sammy Hagar is bringing his band back, The Circle, uh, not Chicken Foot. This is The Circle. This is Sammy Hagar, Vic Johnson on guitar as well, uh, Michael Anthony on the bass, and on the drums, Jason Bonham. Yes, the son of uh, John Bonham uh, from uh, Led Zeppelin. And, uh, you know, it's going to be great. They're playing at Jones Beach uh, coming up at the end of September uh, with Collective Soul. Uh, It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. Got myself tickets earlier this week, and I am a very excited boy. Our guests tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Sean Griggis, one of the co-owners of Tom Foolery Brewing. They're located in Hamilton, New Jersey. He'll be here. I tasted one of his brews in Atlantic City at the Beer and Music Fest back on April 1st. I have to tell you, it was amazing, or as they call it, Crack Concrete. That's right. I'll let Sean explain the name as well as how the brewery started. That happens in about 10 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, Mike Chapman, the GM of PJ's Poorhouse uh, down in uh, in New Jersey, will also join me to discuss a very big event that they have put on for the last number of years, Poor Apalooza. That is coming up on Saturday, May 13th. Mike will tell you all about it, including how to get tickets uh, to that event. A lot of uh, breweries uh, that are going to be there at this Poor Apalooza. Unfortunately, I would love to go, but unfortunately I can't make it. But uh, it is going to be a great event. If you're down in South Jersey, it is definitely an event to check out. But let's get into news and notes. There is a lot to talk about here on the program uh, this week. Another beer distributor uh, in the tri-state area, in the, in the New York, New Jersey area, is locking out its workers. They locked out about 120 drivers and warehouse employees. This is in a labor contract dispute. This is employees of Shorepoint Distributing Company, Incorporated. They prost- protested earlier this week at the facility on Route 33 in New Jersey after contract negotiations broke down last week. Teamsters officials are saying the latest contract offer called for workers to accept a three-year wage freeze, higher health insurance costs, and a move from a pension plan to a 401k retirement plan. Not a good situation. Claire Rose, we talked about on uh, last week's program. Now we're talking about Shorepoint. Uh, This is becoming a major issue. And a lot of these union guys want their jobs protected. And you know what? I I certainly don't blame them. Hopefully uh, these things will be resolved uh, in short order. But uh, not, not a good sign. Uh, for the folks over at Shorepoint Distributing. Kate May is introducing 
a uh, we're celebrating the 325 years of Cape May County with the Gull IPA. It's uh, 325 pounds of hops, 3,250 pounds of malt. Uh, it is available uh, at better bars and restaurants uh, throughout New Jersey starting on May 11th. Uh, Cape May, the county had asked... Uh, Cape May Brewing to uh, brew this special beer, and uh, co-owner Ryan Krill said it was an honor to be asked by anyone to help them celebrate this milestone. The uh, IPA, as I said, 325 pounds of hops, 3,250 pounds of malt. It is a 5.5% ABV hop bomb uh, brewed with 5.5 pounds of Citra, El Dorado, Amarillo, Cascade, and Azaka hops per gallon. Uh, they will be holding a uh, an official dedication uh, next Friday at 4 p.m., uh, in the Cape May Airport at Cape May Brewing Company. Uh, if you want to check that out, that is going to be a lot of fun. Badass Brewing and No Lay uh, Brew House uh, collaborating to celebrate uh, a one total, a half barrel of its Badass No Lie Cascadian Stout. Uh, these are uh, breweries that are located uh, in Spokane, Washington. They're only going to have uh, one six barrels of uh, the Badass No Lie Cascadian Stout. So if you're in the Spokane area, you got to get over there and check that out. That is going to be... Uh, Let's see, this is a collaboration event. Uh, they're going to be featuring these barrels on May 18th uh, during Craft, American Craft Beer Week. And then they will have a third barrel, um, a second barrel during Craft Beer Week. And then a third barrel uh, will be released on Saturday, May 20th. So for the next couple of weeks, they'll be releasing uh, those in a limited fashion. And once they're gone, that's it. They're gone. Uh, let's see, what other news and notes to get to here? Ah, this is a big one, folks. Uh, there's some big breaking news that we need to talk about. Uh, about uh, the brewery business. Now, apparently, Wicked Weed, uh, a very popular beer when it comes to sours and barrel-aged and hoppy beers, has been acquired by AB InBev. We thought that Anheuser-Busch InBev had been, was going to stop um, you know, buying breweries, but apparently not. Uh, they have purchased North Carolina's Wicked Weed Brewing. Uh, they've only been around for five years. Uh, they have put out some uh, tremendous beers. They've won uh, you know, a lot of World Beer Cup and Great American Beer Festival medals. Uh, they... Um, they have a number of different facilities that they have built to, to build their beer. But Anheuser-Busch InBev has come in uh, to, to purchase them. And apparently the reason why uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev decided to purchase them is simply because their sours and barrel-aged beers have been very, very good. People, a lot of demand for them. And they want to be able to compete with the other uh, craft breweries in putting out sour and barrel-aged beers. Now, a lot of people upset about this that Wicked Weed sold out, but also... This wasn't an issue uh, for money. And this I did not know. Uh, apparently, the owners or the, the, the people who had the most money in it uh, were Rick and Denise Guthy. And if you know them, you certainly know the Guthy Renker Enterprise. Um, they, they were the ones who introduced Proactive, the line of beauty products. So they have a tremendous amount of money here. Uh, the uh, specific financial terms of the transaction not, declo- not disclosed. Of course, the deal is subject to regulatory approval. But... Wicked Weed was putting together a collaboration with another brewery, and the other brewery, very upset. Uh, let me let me see if I can pull this up here. Uh, the article, Jester King Brewery, apparently was putting up a uh, was doing a collaboration with them, and um, this is this is the uh, it's a press release. He basically said uh, it's been a difficult day for us. Uh, this out of uh, Jester King from Austin, Texas. Uh, saying that our great friend Wicked Weed was acquired by InBev came as quite a shock. As you might guess, we've been getting a lot of emails, media inquiries, et cetera, et cetera, about what this means for Jester King. Uh, no secret that Wicked Weed has been one of our closest friends in the beer industry. Regardless of what's transpired, we'll always consider the people of Wicked Weed friends, want the best for them and their families. With that said, 
We have some core principles that define who we are as a brewery, and those principles must not be compromised. One of our core principles is that we do not sell beer from AB InBev or its affiliates. We've chosen this stance not because of the quality of the beer, but because a portion of the money made off of selling it is used to oppose the interest of craft brewers. In Texas, large brewers and their distributors routinely oppose law changes that would help small independent brewers. We choose not to support these large brewers because of their political stances and, in some cases, their economic practices as well. Because of this core principle, it pains us to say that we won't be carrying Wicked Weed anymore. At Jester King, we think Wicked Weed uh, weed beer is some of the best in the world. Their talent, techniques, and patience produces some of the most beautiful beer we've ever tasted. That, combined with their great friendship, is what makes this decision so tough for us. But like we said, our core values must be paramount at the end of the day. We wish Wicked Weed the best. We deeply miss having their beer at Jester King and working with them on collaborations and expect them to continue to make fantastic beer like we mentioned. They'll always have our friendship. We look forward to the next time we can share a beer together. Cheers. That was from Jeffrey Stuffings, the founder of Jester King Brewery. So they were apparently putting together a collaboration with Wicked Weed when they got the news that they had been acquired. They said, forget it, we're done. So um, an interesting uh, turn of developments. And you know what? Totally understandable from Jester King's perspective. They're saying they don't work uh, with big uh, breweries, they're, and they're sticking by their words. So you've got to give them credit uh, on that end. Finally, some other news uh, before we take a break here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, I'm rambling in this first segment. I apologize for that. But, you know, sometimes you're excited. You just get excited uh, about talking about beer, and there's so much stuff going on. But this is very cool. Um, for those of you who remember uh, the, um, the old schoolhouse rock, three is a magic number. The first uh, little short that had come out on Schoolhouse Rock. Well, seven has proven to be a magic number or a lucky number uh, for Dogfish Head CEO and founder uh, Sam Calagione. He has finally received a James Beard Award as the country's most outstanding wine, beer, or spirits professional after being nominated for seven consecutive years. Congratulations to Sam. Uh, They had a big black tie event uh, in Chicago this past week where he got the award. And uh, this is just uh, this is just tremendous. Let's face it, uh, Calgiano said during, the, during it uh, that he didn't expect this. Uh, the Beard Award was mostly in recognition of his 250 co-workers in coastal Delaware who believe in his experimental beers. Uh, Calgiano says people thought we were insane in the mid-'90s um, for these off-centered beers, but he got uh, emotional when he credited and thanked his business partner, best friend, and high school sweetheart, Mariah, his wife, who in 1995 helped him create the popular Sussex County business that has become a tourist destination in Delaware. Uh, He is just, look, say what you want about Sam. Maybe you think his beer style is unorthodox. But this is a guy who has done a tremendous job in making beer. Very few beers from Dogfish Head I don't like. Usually there's stuff that I like from him that I wouldn't expect to like, and I enjoy it. Um, I have to say... He has done a tremendous job and certainly is very, very deserving of this James Beard Award. So, Sam, congratulations on the James Beard Award. That is awesome uh, and, a, and a high honor for you. I salute you, sir. Great job. Finally, the Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown is coming up Saturday, May 20th at Lewis Morris Park, Doe Meadow Field in Morristown. It's 32 New Jersey breweries bringing four styles of beer. One of the styles, a rare beer or a brew created especially for the event, Two of the breweries are only going to be available during the VIP. Plus, uh, there's plenty of barbecue and bacon creations all available for purchase. There's going to be awards, all kinds of stuff. I am judging at this event. Uh, nice enough uh, by Allison Thompson to invite me to this event uh, to have me judge. I am honored to do it. Uh, the VIP starts from noon to 1. The general admission is from 1 to 5. But if you're listening right now 
and you want to buy tickets, go to njbeerbbqfest.com. That's njbeerbbqfest.com. You type in the code BEERCAST, you're going to save $20 off general admission or VIP tickets. That's the code BEERCAST, B-E-E-R-C-A-S-T. You save 20 bucks. Again, njbeerbbqfest.com. It is benefiting the Chester First Aid Squad. That is Saturday, May 20th at Lewis Morris Park, Doe Metal Field in Morristown, New Jersey. I hope to see you there. And when we come back after a short break, Sean Griggis, one of the co-owners of Tom Foolery Brewing, will join me, folks. Just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage. You know what it is. It's made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Dennis Prager wonders where all you conservative voters are. They must be very frustrated on the left. They've taken over the news media. They've taken over the entertainment media. They've taken over elementary schools, high schools, colleges, and postgraduate. They've taken over much of religion. And all these people are still voting Republican. And Donald Trump is president. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM 970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Timothy Christian School, Kearney Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. We were all looking forward to what our lives would be like after graduation. We had the world at our fingertips, the best of friends. We vowed to stay in touch no matter where life took us. We were ready to take on anything, almost invincible. But we weren't. I can see how after graduation, friends can come and go. But I didn't see that coming. Be smart. Drive smart. Turn off your phone. Obey the speed limit. Buckle up and never drive under the influence. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee and the NYSBA. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The mainstream media has been determined to find fault with President Trump's performance during his first 100 days in office. In reality, a legislative legacy was passing beneath the noses of the Manhattan Beltway media elites, who could not be bothered to learn the wide-ranging implications of the Baker's dozens of Congressional Review Act measures that passed the House and Senate by simple majorities and were signed into law by Easter. This is a legislative outpouring, not exceeded in numbers since Truman, nor substantive impact since any modern president except Franklin Roosevelt. Yet because regulatory rollback bores or confounds journalists, these new laws were discounted or simply dismissed. In fact, the law passed under this little-used Congressional Review Act not only repeals an existing regulation, but also bars the affected agency from acting in the same area without explicit legislative approval. These measures will therefore reverberate for decades. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. com.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can listen to every one of the Craft Beer Casts right from one of those platforms. My guest on the cast, the co-owner of a microbrewery that's located in Hamilton, New Jersey. It's about halfway uh, uh, along the Atlantic City Expressway heading towards Atlantic City. The name of the brewery is Tom Foolery Brewing. Now, I got a chance to check out these guys at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival uh, a couple of weeks back, and I had not had their beer before. But if you check out TomFoolerybrewing.com, that's the website for more information. You will certainly learn more about them. Let me welcome in Sean Griggis to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Sean, welcome. Thanks, Al. How you doing? I am very good. Uh, Sean, you got your start in home brewing, and you owned Tappet Home Brewing Supply Shop over in Egg Harbor City. Was opening a brewery a natural progression for you? Yes, it was. Yeah, the, the, as you said, the uh, homebrew shop was the first step. Uh, and in between there, I actually uh, founded a, a homebrew club in Atlantic County shortly after I opened Tappet. And then, uh, as you stated, uh, a brewery is the natural next step. So the, the name of your brewery, Sean Tom Foolery, an interesting one. Tell me a little bit behind the origin of the name. So my wife and I both own the brewery, um, and we're, we're science nerds by day. My wife is an electrical engineer, and I'm a biochemist, so we're, we're kind of geeky. And uh, we, we wanted something not like that. So the name Tom Foolery means, you know, kind of goofing around and have fun. We want you to come and have a drink and uh, have a Tom Foolery have a good time with us. Oh, very cool. So now we're talking with Sean Griggis, the, uh, one of the co-owners of Tom Foolery Brewing. His wife, Gail, is also a co-owner of the company. They're located in Hamilton, New Jersey. TomFoolerybrewing.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, when I was in Atlantic City for the Beer and Music Fest a few weeks back, I got a chance to try your Belgian triple, Crack Concrete, which was amazing. I'm, I'm, on, I, I'm honest to God, I think it might have been the second beer that I had a chance to taste that that night, and I was blown away by the banana flavors. Just the whole thing was so, so complex, but it was so delicious. Are those the types of beers that are going to set you apart from some of the other brewers in the Garden State? Well, we certainly hope so. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, the name Crack Concrete, you know, we, we know you'll be back for more crack, uh, no pun intended there. <laughs> right. But actually, the name comes from, you know, the, the fact that you sit, sit on a bar stool, you have too many, you'll fall off and crack the concrete. But mm-hmm. we do get a lot of people asking for that beer, Al. Um, it's be, it's become one of our one of our top sellers, uh, right behind our, our IPA, which of course is uh, one of our top. But uh, those flavors and that quality that go behind uh, into that Belgian triple, uh, we hope are going to set us uh, set us apart. I have to say, it was amazing. And the other thing that I love looking through your website is that you post on some of your various beers, not all of them. If a brew has uh, weed in it for allergic concerns, and also what type of glass to pour it in. Now, I have not seen many websites doing this. I've seen some, you know, that you just assume that most of the beers, uh, you know, have gluten in it or whatever, but not, you know, what type of glass to pour it in. Uh, what prompted you to post these descriptions? So this goes sort of back to, you first mentioned my, my home brewing roots and the store. It's, it's all about education for us. Um, that was part of why I opened a homebrew shop and, and founded the uh, the homebrew club. It's about educating uh, the consumer as well as fellow brewers. Um, and so I'm glad you, you saw that about the allergens and, and the glass. Uh, my wife is actually um, lactose intolerant, okay. so none of our beers none of our beers actually have lactose, and that kind of sort of prompted me. Um, and, and you see it on a lot of food products, right? A lot of allergens, mm-hmm. and 
though we're not required, we, we just thought it was a good idea. We get a number of people coming to the brewery, you know, who have some of these allergies, and we thought, well, let's just put it out there. That way um, they, they can find out uh, the information for themselves. And as far as the glassware, um, that's also education. I, I think it's important to uh, enjoy the beer in the appropriate glass. It's similar when you go to a restaurant, you know, the, right. the, the chef really wants the food presented in a certain way, and, and we'd like our beer, uh, well, while, while, not, uh, while not necessary, we like our beer presented uh, in the proper glassware, if at all possible. Yeah, well, I, I, on that point, I agree with you. I mean, certain glasses work better with certain beers, and that's definitely something that, uh, that should be on there, but the, the, uh, the, uh, the allergy stuff is very important, too. I mean, I know Departed Souls in Jersey City uh, does a couple of gluten-free beers, although they like to say we're not just gluten-free, we, we do other stuff as well, I think it's hard for people that have gluten allergies to find beers uh, that are appropriate for them. A lot of them just go to cider because it's, you know, I guess because it's easier uh, not have to worry about whether it's gluten free or not. And and I like the fact that you're educating people as to whether or not a a particular beer is right for them to drink with their allergies. I mean, that's that's pretty important. You don't want somebody coming into your tasting room and trying something. And God forbid you got to call an ambulance, right? Yeah, exactly. And and some of these styles, it's actually hard to tell if there's something in there. You know, you, you have a Belgian triple that has some wheat. Normally, you might not think that has wheat in it. So, right. so it's important to disclose that. We're talking with Sean Griggis, one of the co-owners of Tom Foolery Brewing, located in Hamington, New Jersey. TomFoolerybrewing.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Sean, you've been open since late 2015. How has the response been from uh, from the, the, the town and the surrounding area and, of course, people walking through the door? very supportive as you've probably heard from just from having this podcast um the craft beer community is generally supportive and very cooperative and and a lot of that has to do with the customers as well if we didn't have such a great customer base um i don't think we would be in this situation either uh but the, the town's been very supportive um as as a lot of the listeners may be aware mm-hmm. or maybe not um hamilton is a a big wine area, right? Um, and we thought, let, let's pop down in, in uh, you know Jersey wine country and uh, open a brewery. We thought it was the next uh, good step for development of the town, and uh, a lot of the town uh, agrees with us. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the blueberry capital uh, of New Jersey. Is that not correct? That is correct. All right. Well, there you go. So you got blueberry. So I'm, I'm going to guess you guys are going to do some blueberry type beers. Is that right? Of course, yeah. We do have a blueberry uh, and vanilla beer we do, kind of like a blueberry muffin. And this year we're actually planning on doing sort of a mini blueberry beer festival. Hamilton has a red, white, and blueberry festival um, at the end of June, June 25th. And we plan on having three small batch different styles of uh, blueberry beers uh, to put out there. Now, now that's very cool. Now, one of the biggest issues when talking to a lot of the startup folks, especially in New Jersey, Sean, are issues with permits, zoning, etc. You said that the town has been very supportive, but were there any issues with the state or the county itself? Uh, No, no no real issues with the county, and I know it's easy for a lot of us breweries to to harp on the state, you know, they're not going fast enough, you know, we want them to do more, And, and I think that's while that might be true for a lot of us, I think the real problem, what I've come to understand, is sort of the resources within the state. Um, just, right. you know, they haven't been able to keep up with all the new breweries that have been opening in Jersey. So, you know, I don't really want to say, you know, while I we can always 
ask for improvement, and, and we hope and wish there was more. I think uh, I don't think it's fair to just harp and say it's taken a long time um, because I think they're, they're strapped with resources as well. All right, fair enough. Talking with Sean Griggis, one of the co-owners of Tom Foolery Brewing. They're located in Hamilton, New Jersey, which we have just said is the blueberry capital of New Jersey. TomFoolerybrewing.com, the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Sean, anything planned for American Craft Beer Week uh, coming up in just under two weeks for the brewery? Uh, last year we were a part of a big collaboration, and this week, this year, every so every Thursday we do a new beer. We do a small batch. Uh, we call it Tap It Thursday in a, a little homage to uh, my my old homebrew shop. Um, and so every week we have a different beer, and uh, of course we'll have one. Uh, I won that Thursday during Craft Beer Week as well. Nice. Now, I, I noticed on, on your site, I saw one, and I had to ask this question about this because I've never seen this before. You have a dill pickle IPA. Does it taste <laughs> like a dill pickle, or is it just because you're putting fresh dill in it? It does taste a lot like a pickle. So that was another one of our <laughs> Thursday small batches, and we weren't sure how it was going to turn out, and mm. it actually turned out really phenomenal. It'll go great with a burger. Really? See, I'm, wow. That's see, that's kind of cool because I would have never thought putting fresh dill in a beer would actually taste good. I mean, a lot of people, you know, everybody's doing the bacon porters and what what can we put in with bacon? But dill, that's uh, very interesting and that's cool. But that's also the reason why you like creating these things. I mean, it's it's cool to put different ingredients in and taste them and test them out and see if they actually work out. When one works out like that, that's pretty good, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and like I said, we weren't sure how it was going to turn out ourselves, but uh, it was better than expected, and we're going to be uh, certainly redoing that one. Now, Sean, let me ask you a last question for me. Do You you guys are self-distributing, correct, or do you have a distributor that distributes your beer? We are currently self-distributing. Have you had a difficulty in southern Jersey getting your beer into places? Has it been a you know has it been tough to get your taps on uh, with uh, with other you know restaurants or craft beer you know uh, um, gastro pubs et cetera et cetera? Has there been a, a struggle with that? Uh, not generally. Uh, it depends a lot on the establishment, but uh, generally, a lot of the uh, establishments down here in South Jersey are open to having you know lo- new local beer. I mean. As we know, the problem is, is there are only so many tap handles. But right. there are at least it might be hard to get a tap handle and keep it. But as far as rotating through, a lot of the uh, the owners of the establishments are willing to rotate. You can at least get in there and then back in after a little while. And are there plans to expand up into central and northern Jersey, or are you just trying to focus on the southern half of the state first and kind of get established and then move your way up? No, we actually we absolutely have plans to expand, and uh, honestly, we actually have a beer up in Jersey City at uh, Atlas Public House. So that's the furthest north we are, uh, which is pretty far up there. Very cool. No, that's good. Hey, Jersey City's not too far from me. I'm in. Uh, I live in Clark, so uh, that's that. That's not that far from me. So my guest has been Sean Griggis, one of the co-owners of Tom Foolery Brewing, located in Hamilton, New Jersey. TomFoolerybrewing.com is the website for more information, folks. I'm telling you right now, if you go and check out their Belgian Triple Crack Concrete, I guarantee you, you will be back there for more because they it is fantastic and they have got some great stuff uh, and they do a fantastic job sean thanks so much for joining me on the craft beer cast tonight thank you i'll appreciate it when we come back after a short break mike chapman the gm of pj's poorhouse will join me to discuss the ninth annual Porapalooza. that's coming up on saturday may 13th we'll talk to mike right after this on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer 
For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, May 15th at Pocelli's Ristorante, 1250 Highland Boulevard in Grasmere, Staten Island, at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m., and at the 3 West Club, 3 West 51st Street in Midtown Manhattan, on Tuesday, May 16th, at 11 a.m., and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors and Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Connors and Sullivan. Plan now for later. Be sure to tune in every Sunday night as Labor Press, New York's leading source for daily labor news and industry information, brings you their Blue Collar Buzz radio show. The hosts, Neil Tapel and Bill Holfeld, will discuss issues in the workplace and talk with some of the most prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. It's Labor Press, Sunday nights at 9, right here on AM 970, The Answer. New York has the finest. New York has the bravest. And now for the first time on AM 970 New York, has the boldest hour. Tune in every Sunday morning at 11 for Bold Talk and Bold Ideas with your host, Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Elias Husamidin. Elias will cover topics that affect New York City correction officers, the public, and New York City officials. Don't miss COBA's The Boldest Hour, Sunday mornings at 11, here on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. That's what I'm talking about, a little Stone Temple Pilots as we come back to the Algatulo Grevier cast. On AM 970, The Answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, of course, via email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com, and we're also on iTunes and Google Play there, kids. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download all of the Craft Beer Casts right there. My guest on the cast is the GM of the Westmont, New Jersey Poorhouse. They are holding their ninth annual Pour a Palooza. That comes up next Saturday, May 13th. PJsPoorhouse.com is the website for more information and, of course, to buy tickets. Let me welcome in Mike Chapman to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Mike, welcome. Oh, thanks, Al. Appreciate it. You got it. Now, let's get right into it. How did Pour a Palooza get its start, Mike? Uh, originally started even before I was here, um, nine years ago, obviously. Um, it was just a, an idea to kind of give back to the community. Um, and more or less, you know, when we first started the thing, craft beer wasn't what it is this, you know, today. Right. Um, it, it was more or less to give people the idea of, oh, wow, there's this whole world of beer that, that you know, is basically untapped. And, uh, you know, m- most of the local people that live around here did a good job of, uh, you know, signing on and taking, um, really signing on to the whole craft beer movement. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I mean, it's, 
littered with craft beer everywhere. Sure, sure. So that's that's really the, the the genesis of it. Now, how long have you been with PJ's Poorhouse? I've been here almost eight years now. All right, so you've been. I mean, you've been at the the, the Poor Palooza pretty much. I mean, from the beginning, with the exception of the first year, right? I, I attended the first year. I just didn't uh, work here. Ah, uh, see, so uh, I guess I made them all. Uh, see, there you go. So we're talking with Mike Chapman, the GM of the Westmont, New Jersey Poorhouse. They're holding their ninth annual Poor Palooza. That comes up next Saturday, May the thirteenth. PJsPoorhouse.com, the website uh, for more information. And to be honest, I mean, we're talking about a lot of great uh, breweries that are going to be here. Brotherton Brewing is going to be there. Cigar City is coming in. Demented, Dogfish Head, uh, Firestone Walker, which, by the way, the Leo vs. Ursus is a tremendous beer. I've had it. It's outstanding. Flying Dog, Lagunitas. There's a, there's a great selection uh, that's going to be here. Music as well. Now, Mike, what is the biggest issue that you have to deal with when putting together Porapalooza? Uh just really, I guess, the logistics behind it. You know, this year, we're, we're kind of going or overachieving this year. Um, first time we've ever exceeded the number. We're hosting 82 different breweries this year. Wow. And we'll be pouring 146 different beers in our parking lot. Now, is there a limit? Is this a, it's a one price you can sample, you know, a two-ounce, three-ounce samples, whatever it is, or, or is there a cutoff? Because I know that a lot of these things, sometimes there's a cutoff, sometimes there isn't. Sure. Uh, you know, by the ABC... Um, they're allowed to have a certain amount of samples per hour. I won't even bother you with all that yeah, stuff. But right. you know, the, the idea behind it would be that you can walk out um, into my parking lot where it's all tented off, mm. and you can look at the 82 different breweries that are there, and you get to pick and choose which ones you want to try. Nice. And it's a rain or shine event, obviously. Absolutely. All right. Now, in the last eight years, which cla- uh, craft beer selection from the various brewers at Porapalooza uh, was, was the one that blew you away? I mean, we've we've gone and we've poured uh, things as as uh, potent as you know Founders Kentucky Breakfast out before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this year I'm I'm kind of excited to pour like a, a lot of like uh, you know Cane Brewing sending us something. Oh, nice! I would love to tell you what it is, but uh, I've been sworn to secrecy. All right, all right, but it's something um, I'm sure strong and boozy probably. There is a uh, Cane. We we do have a, du- a double dry hopped IPA from them. Oh, um, all right. And the other one that I, I can't tell you yet is okay. definitely going to be. Let's say. Kind of strong and boozy, if you will. Okay. Um, we really try to range out there and get a you know, list of a bunch of different beers that we have. Okay. Um, the brewery is coming out this year. We're going to be pouring their fruit with passion fruit, the tart Berliner Weiss. Nice, uh, nice. And then that passion fruit should kind of balance it out. Uh, for all the IPA lovers out there, we're pouring, like, Knee Deep Breaking Bud, Founders Lemon Drop, uh, Magnify is a, a local New Jersey brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released to us their Sold Gold Good Times IPA, which is a brewery only. Okay. So we're going to be pouring that for the first time. I'll have sours from a, or a sour from Cascade, uh, Main Beer Company, Mean Old Tom Stout, the Peeper Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as you alluded to earlier, you know, we're kind of excited about Cigar City being in the state now. So yeah. we'll have Jayalai out there. That, um, that is awesome. Cracker wit. But you're you're avoiding the question, Mike. Which one was the one that blew you away in the eight years or the nine years? I mean, you've been well. I shouldn't say nine because we haven't gotten to nine yet. But but in the eight that you've been to, which one blew you away? That's tough. It's hard. I can't even pick a favorite beer style. I guess you can pick a favorite beer. Really? Okay. All right. Um, well, then, then maybe it make this easier. Which was the one that underperformed? One underperformed. You know that you were really expecting something great out of it, and it just didn't happen. No, most times, to be honest with you, I, get, I have to work these events, so I don't get to try the 146 different beers. <laughs> I wish I could say that I, I know all of them. Um, I, I wouldn't say that any underperformed. I mean, I've had so many good beers that we've poured out here. I mean, I've, I've been on a big sour kick lately. Okay. Um, so I think uh, last year was the first year Cascade was in the state. 
So we were able to pour, um, I believe, their apricot. I mean, don't quote me on that. It might not have been. Right. But I believe it was one of the first times we had their apricot sour, and that beer is tremendous if you haven't had it. Well, I have to tell no, I have, I've not had it. I just started acquiring a taste for sours. I really didn't like sours for a while. Um, and, but now I'm starting to get a to get a taste for them, maybe because my palate is getting used to it. I don't know. But we're talking with Mike Chapman. He's the GM of the Westmont, New Jersey Poorhouse uh, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, they're holding their ninth annual Pourapalooza. That comes up next Saturday, May 13th. PJsPoorhouse.com is the website for more information. Tickets $40 in advance. $45 at the door, and there is a wide selection of beers, not only New Jersey local, but also national as well. There's going to be music. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you can get down there uh, to the Westmont uh, location, you should definitely check it out. Now, Mike, uh, what, you said before you weren't sure what style of beer is your favorite, but what, when you're done after a, you know, a long day uh, you know, at the restaurant, what is your favorite style of beer to drink? Uh, if you admit put a gun to my head, I'd have to probably choose an IPA. No no guns. We don't want to have violence on this show. I mean, guns and alcohol really don't mix. Violence, but all right. Poor choice of words, but I, I suppose I would have to choose IPAs. All right. IPAs. Sounds, that's I'm good. A hop lover. Uh, listen, who isn't a hop lover? I mean, really. Uh, now, there's there's been a lot of changes going on in the craft uh, beer industry. I mean, we've just saw the other day Anheuser-Busch InBev uh, acquired Wicked Weed. Uh, people are going nuts over this. Um, do you think that there is room uh, for expansion? Certainly in New Jersey, there's room for expansion. I mean, we're talking uh, over 60 breweries right now, close to 70, and there's more opening up uh, you know, left and right here. But do you think that uh, we're seeing a craft beer bubble, or do you think that it could sustain itself at its current rate of expansion? I think we could probably sustain this at its current rate of expansion. The, the best thing that we have going for us is that you know this area especially is um, you know, very craft beer oriented. We're, we're all very knowledgeable, and people are really, really into it. Right. Um, so you know, the more that people stay into the, the beer world, the more we can sustain this. And, and I will say, South Jersey is really underserved in terms of, of craft beer as it is. I mean, there are, all, there are a number of them that are opening, that are on the cusp of opening. Uh, they're really starting to expand. But it seems like the, the southern portion of the state seems to be underserved a little bit in terms of craft beer. But the other thing, Mike, when you have customers that come in, to the restaurant for the first time. Let's say they're not a craft beer drinker. Let's say they're a standard, you know, Bud, Coors Light, whatever. How do you get those people to try a craft beer rather than, you know, give them their usual Budweiser? What is, you know, is there a trick that the bartender uses or is it a friend? Or, or do you just say, well, if you like this, try this. What, what do you, what, what's the style? What, how, do you, how do you approach it? So we, we have a few gateway beers, as I like to call them. Um, you know, one of them, for example, is Victory Lager. Victory makes ours. It's a Hellas Lager. It's a very simple, easy drinking, um, you know, crisp, beautiful lager beer, and it's uh, very much is like uh, your 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 macro brews of the Miller Lite, Bud Light world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use that as a gateway beer per se, and then people jump onto Victory Lager. We'll offer them a sample, say, hey, if you like this, try that. Um, go through it, and a lot of times it works. You know, they don't find that much of a difference between their macro brews and something approachable. A lot of times it's the under, under-educated person that just doesn't want to get out of their comfortable little bubble. So we, we just try to burst it as much as we could. Right. I'm talking with Mike Chapman, the GM of the Westmont, New Jersey Poorhouse. They are holding their ninth annual Pourapalooza. That comes up next Saturday, May 13th, pjspoorhouse.com, the website for more information. This is an extensive list. It's, it's uh, from noon to 4 p.m. Tickets are $40 in advance, $45 at the door. Uh, Cigar City will be there. Demented will be there. We mentioned uh, Magnify is going to be there. 
Otter Creek, Oscar Blues, Neshaminy Creek is also going to be there, Sierra Nevada. I mean, they're, they're going to be pouring over 140 beers at this event. Definitely, if you're in the South Jersey area, you have to check this out. The Poor House in Westmont is located at 124 Haddon Avenue in Westmont, New Jersey. And again, uh, just go to pjspoorhouse.com uh, for, more, uh, you know, for more information as well as uh, to purchase tickets. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciated. My pleasure, Al. Good to talk to you. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds, and that's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Mike Gallagher has had enough political correctness. If a black guy took out a sword and started stabbing white college kids, one would think that should be part of the conversation. But you're not allowed to have that conversation because for some reason we are reluctant to have an honest dialogue about what very well may be a hate crime. The Mike Gallagher Show. I am so sick of political correctness. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The answer. What's your financial advisor doing? Do you understand the decisions he or she makes with your money? Taking time to understand your investments could protect you from poor decisions or worse, unethical practices. At Tradeway, our experienced investors teach you how to break down the confusing world of finance, learn how to avoid mistakes, and find potential profits, understand how it all works, and get help from experienced investors. With this knowledge, you can make those decisions for yourself, or at least know what your advisor is up to. Understanding your investments may seem like a big goal, but small steps can get you there. To learn more, call 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com. Tradeway. Big goals, small steps. Coming to the New York Marriott Marquis Times Square, May 12th and 13th, only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. This is Bill's Yard, and Bill's a grill master, not a grass expert. Still, he won't let weeds invade his backyard barbecue kingdom. And with Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, Bill's greasy thumb is just as good as a green thumb. Because Scott's Weed Grip Formula is twice as effective on dandelions as it used to be. So Bill can clear out weeds, green up his lawn, and hold his spatula high. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up Scott's Weed and Feed today. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website. AM 970theanswer.com Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. And of course, Via email at albertg.nycradio.com. Don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. Of course, the final segment of the program brings us to Suds and Duds, and we've also got a lot more news to get to. Thank you, Ronnie James Dio. My goodness, do I miss this guy. Off the Sacred Heart album, Fallen Angels. Uh, Good stuff from Ronnie James. Uh, He left this uh, mortal coil uh, far too soon, but uh, enough of the music portion of the program. Let's get into uh, Suds and Duds first, and then we've got a lot of news, especially the Craft Beer Cast will be back out on the road again. I'm going to be appearing as a judge uh, at a, um, uh, a the Beer, Bacon, and uh, Barbecue Showdown coming up in a couple of weeks. Lots of cool things 
that are going on in the month of May. And, of course, it's American Craft Beer Week in two weeks. So, again, uh, lots of stuff going on. But let's get into the suds and duds. There's only a couple this week uh, because uh, I've been very busy. I started my first week of radiation uh, to uh, get rid of the uh, the last little percentage of cancer uh, that is still left in my body. And I'm feeling good, but, uh, you know, we're uh, through one week. We've got two and a half more weeks to go, and uh, everything should be uh, smooth sailing. So we focused really on, on some Jersey beers this week and uh, one Philadelphia beer. So I had, uh, I've talked about Wet Ticket Brewing over in Rahway, New Jersey. Uh, took home a growler of their Blondale and finally got a chance to crack it. Very, very good. Nice and light. Little, um, a little bit of a floral taste to it, uh, but very nice and easy going down. It's a low ABV. Uh, really a nice starter beer if you were uh, going to Wet Ticket Brewery uh, in uh, Rowway, New Jersey, just a block from the uh, New Jersey Transit train station. Um, if you wanted to start off with something very light and mild, the Blondale from Wet Ticket, definitely into the way to go. That is definitely a suds. Uh, then I had uh, was out for my birthday uh, last week over at 10th Street Live in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Great stuff over there. 10th Street Live, a little place on 10th Street in Kenilworth uh, on a residential block. You would never know that this bar is sitting there. The food is fantastic. Uh, the the beers are great. they got a very nice craft beer selection. And uh, over there at 10th Street Live had an Orcus by Demented Brewing Company, uh, a, a Scotch Ale, very good, very smooth going down, and a lot of... A lot of booze in it. It was uh, it was delicious. I had I think I had two glasses of that. That was uh, pretty good. By the way, it was not uh, drinking and driving that night. We were very very much responsible uh, with a, a van that we got for the the group of us uh, to go back and forth. That's the way to go, folks. Uber, taxi, definitely the way to go if you're going to go out to have a few. Then I had a brawler by Yards. Uh, Yards makes some really consistently good beer. Have to get those guys on the show. Uh, I've talked about them a bit. Some of their stuff is really good. Some not so good, but definitely Yards is uh, is uh, a brewery we have to get on here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. As we continue on with the Suds and Duds segment here on the Craft Beer Cast, uh, had a two-ton white IPA. This was delicious. Very smooth going down and a bit more sessionable than I thought it would be. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a little heavier, and it uh, turns out it wasn't. It was nice and smooth going down, uh, not as as bitter as I would have expected it to be. So uh, good stuff from the folks at Two Ton Brewing, another Jersey brewery. And then I finished it off with an Envy uh, by Demented. A nice stout, very dark, v- excellent flavor in it, delicious, just, just really uh, a nice smooth drinking beer. And as much as I love stouts, there are times, folks, you got to lay off the stouts. Stouts are very heavy in calories, so... Um, had one said, you know, this is really good, but I, I need to back off a little bit uh, and not, you know, drink as heavy. But, uh, you know, because, again, the calories, they pile up. So uh, good stuff on the Suds and Duds segment. All Suds, no Duds there. Uh, I'm sure we'll find a few Duds, you know, at some point, And we'll always find some Suds. Listen, I've said this before. Give me a beer style that you like. I will find you a beer uh, that you can drink. So uh, that wraps up the Suds and Duds segment of the program. But we've got a ton of news uh, to get to. Uh, first off, the Beer Barbecue uh, Bacon Showdown, Saturday, May 20th, Lewis Morris Park, Doe Field in Morristown, 32 New Jersey breweries. They're bringing uh, uh, four styles of beer from, from each of these breweries. One of the styles of rare beer or a brew created specially for the event. Two of the breweries only available during VIP. Uh, I think Twin Elephant is one of them. I'm not sure about the other one. Um, I've got plenty of barbecue and bacon creations all available for purchase. Uh, People's Choice Awards for Best Dish, Best Beer. Uh, The VIP hour is going to be tremendous. You get your first crack at some of these rare beers that are not going to be out uh, for the rest of the uh, afternoon. VIP is from noon to 1. The general admission is from 1 to 5. But 
And it's all benefiting the Chester First Aid Squad, which is great. Now, if you want to find out about the VIP menu, the VIP and, and uh, general admission tickets, how to buy them, uh, how, what breweries are going to be there, and more information is going to be music, too, you just go to njbeerbbqfest.com. That's njbeerbbqfest.com. And right now, if you go in and you type in the code BEERCAST, you're going to save 20 bucks on tickets, whether it's general admission or VIP. So I urge you, take advantage of that BEERCAST 20 bucks you'll save on those tickets, whether it's general admission or VIP. So come out Saturday, May 20th, Lewis Morris Park, Doe Metal Field uh, in Morristown, the Beer, Barbecue, and Bacon Showdown. You type in the code BEERCAST, you're going to save $20 on general admission or VIP tickets. As we continue on here with the News and Notes segment, uh, or actually the Suds and Duds segment, but we've got some news thrown in there as well. Uh, I'm Al Gattulo on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So uh, in the uh, Craft Beer Challenge has been launched by Governor Cuomo to celebrate uh, American Craft Beer Week. Now nearly 70 breweries from across the state of New York are participating in the competition. Uh, there, you can uh, vote now. Uh, we'll have a link put up on our Facebook page so that you could vote for your favorite brewery. Uh, the governor, uh, Governor Cuomo, is going to host a final tasting event for the five New York breweries with the most online votes on May seventeenth in New York City, which will be right in the middle of American Craft Beer Week. Um, and he will, uh, you know, taste test along with a few other judges uh, who the winner will be. Uh, New York is now home to 321 microbreweries, farm breweries, and restaurant breweries, up from only 50 total breweries in 2011, representing a 542% growth in the industry. Uh, Obviously, this was achieved through a series of legislation and economic incentives, uh, tax credits for brewers, modernizing the state's alcohol beverage control law, and providing promotional funding. Uh, As the uh, governor's office is claiming, no state has done more to assist and promote craft manufacturing than New York. New Jersey, if you're listening... Take a hint from Governor Cuomo. I'll give him his uh, his due justice here. He's done a great job in advancing craft beer uh, over the last five to six years. So it's uh, kudos to the governor uh, on getting this done. And let's face it, 70 breweries. Uh, you can vote on your favorite out of the 70 breweries. I'll just name a couple. Adirondack Brewery in Lake George, uh, Amagang in Cooperstown, Brooklyn Brewery, Captain Lawrence Brewery, uh, Catskill Brewery. Let's see who else. The Great Adirondack Brewing Company, Gun Hill Brewing. Uh, over in the Bronx, uh, Montauk Brewing and M- Mustache Brewing Company. Never heard of them, but they're out of Riverhead. Uh, that's good stuff. Oyster Bay Brewing, we've had those guys on the show. Prison City Pub and Brewery in Auburn, New York. I am, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Prison City will probably make it to the finals. Just saying. Their IPA apparently is outstanding. Uh, Schmaltz Brewing Company. Uh, who else? Six Point Brewing. Flagship Brewery out of Staten Island. My guys at Staten Island. That's great. Roscoe, New York uh, Beer Company, uh, who we've had on the show. And uh, Wolf Hollow Brewing Company in Schenectady, New York. That is very cool. So uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, big breweries that are, you know, in this, uh, over the, in the state of New York. So definitely, and Catskill Brewing I've had before. They, uh, they make some really great beer. So uh, go out and vote. Uh, they will be uh, crowning the winner uh, on May 17th. That is a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, in New York City. Still have to find out where uh, they're doing that. I might try and get over there. And uh, see what's going on. Maybe I'll get a chance to interview the governor. You never know. So uh, he'll be one of the judges uh, for that event. So i uh, got to check that out. American Craft Beer Week coming up in two weeks. We'll have a link on the, uh, on the Facebook page as well as on Twitter where you can vote for your favorite brewery. And the fourth annual Five Borough Craft Beer Fest is going to be held this coming Friday, May 12th from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. at the Well in Brooklyn. Limited tickets available for $85. That's a grand tasting, all-inclusive ticket. It'll entitle participants to unlimited two-ounce local craft beer tastings from 
from 40-plus breweries, food from local restaurants, a tasting glass, a VIP gift, and live music from the Rusty Canyons and Mokra. Breweries represented in this outdoor Brooklyn event include Other Half, Finback, Hudson Valley Brewery, Bridge and Tunnel, so many more. Also, some out-of-state breweries like Westbrook and Burial from South Carolina. The unlimited food tastings will be provided by John Brown Smokehouse, Beehive Oven Biscuit Cafe, and Brooklyn's own Sigmund's Pretzels. Tickets are limited intentionally. They don't want to have a big crowded lines uh, for the beers and other stuff, so uh, they're uh, going to make sure that the beer will be cold, the food will be plentiful, and the music will be incredible. So it's Friday, May 12th at the Well in Bushwick, Brooklyn from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. It's the fourth annual Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. For more information and to get tickets, go to fiveboroughcraftbeerfest.com. Wanted to take a moment uh, before we end the show. The Craft Beer Cast is going back out on the road again. Tuesday, May 16th. This is in support of American Craft Beer Week. I'm going to be taping the show at the Cloverleaf Tavern, uh, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. Uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., Samuel Adams' 2017 Long Shot American Homebrew Competition beers will be on tap. Uh, the Cloverleaf, uh, if, you, if you don't know about it, it's been around since 1933, has been voted the number one craft beer bar in the Northeast Two consecutive years. If you want to find out more info on the Samuel Adams beers, you can go to samueladams.com slash longshot. And, uh, of course, thanks to the folks from the Cloverleaf Tavern, Samuel Adams, and Peerless Beverage Company uh, for putting this together. The three beers that will be on tap uh, for the Sam Adams event will be Wild Child, Barnstorm Saison, and a Coffeehead Imperial Stout. These are from people uh, that are entering in this contest for Sam Adams uh, for their homebrew competition. And if they win, I believe uh, their beer gets... uh, it, you know, gets put out uh, on a rotating basis. So uh, the, the brews are on the shelves now. Special six-pack uh, started last month. They'll be available on draft and at beer festivals nationwide. Uh, just go to samadams.com slash longshot to find out where those beers are near you. And I can't wait. The Cloverleaf Tavern, it's going to be awesome. 395 Bloomfield Avenue, Caldwell, New Jersey. It, let me tell you something. They have an amazing tap selection. They have great food. It's going to be a blast. Remember, Tuesday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m., the Cloverleaf Tavern in Caldwell, New Jersey, with Sam Adams and Peerless Beverage. Can't thank them enough. But, folks, we're out of time. Amazing how fast this hour goes. And we'll talk more about the event at the Cloverleaf Tavern. We're going to have some surprises and stuff, too, I think. Uh, and I'll have more info on that on next week's show. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Sean Griggis from Tom Foolery Brewery, Mike Chapman, the GM of the Westmont, New Jersey Poorhouse. They're holding their ninth annual Poorapalooza. That comes up next Saturday, May 13th. PJsPoorhouse.com for tickets. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'll be back on Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.